the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good Saturday afternoon to y'all. Thank you for joining us for yet another 40... I'm not even going to go into this. We'll just say an hour. We'll round. Um... Hour it's of our show. Only 55 minutes now. Well, whatever. <laughs> I'm rounding. I just said that. But I hope y'all have a great day. It's hope, been a great week. Hope you had a great Memorial Day weekend. Hope y'all were safe and didn't do yeah. anything stupid. It's much appreciated. I'm trying to think if I did anything stupid last weekend. I don't know. I probably did something stupid. No, I don't think I, don't think I did something stupid. I don't I know. Do you could have slowed down a little bit. Tuesday. Mm, it would yeah, you could have slowed down a little bit. Well, I was ready to get to my spot. We were running a little late. Yeah, well, could have slowed down a little bit. <laughs> Talking about slowing down. Yes. I was on Lake Kiwi on Sunday with some friends, and it was before a party, and we were out there, and whew, I have never, ever seen so many boats try to fit into a narrow spot in a lake before. Kiwi's kind of thin some places. Oh, word. Yep. Found that out when we went up there fishing the other day. What about your butt hurting and your back hurting from yeah. hitting the seat? Yeah. Oof. Yeah, and, and and just a friendly reminder, when you see a no-wake buoy, an, hey. an official no-wake buoy. Now, okay, standard is 50 feet out, you're responsible for your wake. Right. Okay. And the, Recommended and the wake, 75, right? Yeah, or uh, the wake bill that was in the Sacramento legislature has kind of been put on hold. We're going to... We didn't request, SCBFA, when I say we, Southcom Boating and Fishing Alliance, did not want that bill. That bill was in response to uh, essentially wake boaters. I mean, that was the big driving thing behind it. Um, we just tried to make it palatable for everyone involved. That's why we kind of got involved. Uh, but it's. I think we're going to revisit that. That one's been tabled for the year. We're going to revisit that one in the next session. And there's a lot of other legislative things that we're going to get into. I, th- I believe this coming week with Geddes mm-hmm. uh, is going to be on with us, and we're going to we're going to talk about a lot of the SCBFA goings ons and. There's and a lot that's been happening. And we have a we have a big press conference this coming week at Pure Fishing with Governor McMaster. Governor McMaster. And um, about some things. So yeah, it's um. Uh, it's pretty exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, I hope you had a great Memorial Day. But but when you see a well wake busy. An official no wake buoy, like when you're crossing under a bridge or whatever like that. It doesn't mean plow. It doesn't mean come off plane and plow. It means come off plane, let the boat settle, and idle through with no wake. Some no wake, if you, I mean, not not necessarily no wake buoys, but when you get to a bridge, some bridges have no wake signs, and they will say idle speed. Yeah. That is not plowing. That is idle speed. And 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 most of that's to be considered to people who are who may or may not be tied up to a bridge fishing, you know. I guess it's and it, it's not so much the fishermen. You know, we're we pretty much see other guys and go, oh, okay, you know, I, 
I don't want him blowing by me, so I'm not gonna blow by him. But right. you know, just I guess I guess the old the old adage of doing to others as you would have them doing to you comes into play. Mm-hmm. You know, just be nice to people. Be also, nice to you back. Be aware of random bridges you'll come to with no wake buoys out in front of it. Look on the pilings, and you'll see yeah. a sign. Cause, um I encountered that uh, this week. You're learning out. a lot. That was kind of interesting. I was like, what in the the bridge? I don't see no wake buoy, yeah, but there's a the bridge. There's the signs. Oh, but, uh, yeah, it was a fun weekend. I uh, hope you remembered why we have Memorial Day weekend. It's not a long to celebrate. Weekend. That's right. It's not a long weekend. It is a... Um, it's a weekend to remember and memorialize those who gave their lives for this country. Mm-hmm. And the bumper music last week was cool. Uh, Angel Flight is a is a cool song, and I hope you go back. If you didn't, find Angel Flight on YouTube. It's a little over four minutes, just a song, and then there's like a seven-minute something. I went and looked it, it up. Yep, pretty cool. Uh, this is the week before the Bassmaster Classic. Yeah. Kicks off officially, what, practice tomorrow? I guess we need to ask Brandon knows that when practice kicks off. Uh, the the goings on out in Fort Worth, get going next Wednesday night. Which uh, means anybody dinner. you talk to that is involved with Bassmaster and involved with media <laughs> is running crazy That's right, right now. now, trying to get ready to go. Everybody is. Including us. <laughs> Including us, yeah. We head out Tuesday morning. Um be there Thursday for Media Day, which is always fun. They 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 take all it's it's being media has its perks. I, I it this is one of the things that just makes doing this show and the media credentials and all that just worth it all. Is uh, we have a big dinner every year uh, at the Classic, and uh, it's good food and it's a lot of the guys that you see only once a year. A lot of the media guys you may only see once or twice a year. They're all there. And I'm missing it. And you're missing it. All the anglers are there. It's uh and they and they you, you hear from the host city. Mm-hmm. Um usually a couple speakers from the host city and all and welcoming in and you eat lunch and it's just catching up with everybody and then then you have uh interviews with all the anglers. Sometimes it's indoors. Um yeah, sometimes it's outdoors in their boats. It was that way here in Greenland, 18. We did it out in the parking lot at the the Expo Center. So it'll be interesting to see when it comes back next year how they're going to set that up. And I'm but, kind of uh, having my own special thing. I'm going to see a friend. I you are. Since December. That's right. So I'm going to go. In great Magnolia, Texas. I'm going to see her, and then I'll then I'll jump right back in head yeah, first Saturday on Saturday. Too. Friday, yeah. if if I can, if we can pack enough. Social time with her into two days. I might be back Friday. Who yeah. knows? But so. uh, yeah, it's uh, my wife. It, my wife is, uh, I guess you could say, is almost from Texas. So there, uh, it's gonna be a real fun trip for her. She's gonna go back and see some people that she hadn't seen since high school, and we'll have a good family trip. And it, hopefully, be, be out on the water Saturday and Sunday. Yep, Saturday and Sunday, and a lot of expo time. Not gonna be doing a live show this year from out there. I uh, have done live shows from Classics, I guess, 15, 16, did not go to Tulsa. So 18, 19, and 20, not doing one this year. So going to just enjoy being out there. It's, it, it is a lot of work doing it from out there, the equipment you got to carry with you. Trying the, to find guests. Yeah, you got to line up guests that are available that aren't don't have sponsor mm-hmm. um, 
commitments and and uh, then you got to find a place with all the necessary cordage. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, and usually that's a rush on Saturday. I mean, oh, yeah. so this year we're just going to enjoy it. We are going to be doing ding 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 some social media stuff, some lives oh, yeah. and all during classic weekend, so so if you don't follow us on social media, you need to. Was in Water, South Carolina, for you on Facebook and Instagram, yep. and Taylor M Outdoors for me on Facebook and Instagram. Yep, so we'll be right. doing some lives here and there from media rooms, or if yeah. we're sitting down with somebody. And you never so. know who you're liable to who you're liable <laughs> to tune in and see. So just look for that <laughs> notification uh, of us going live, or check the web, check the Facebook page for some videos or whatever. So it'll be it's good. Be fun. Hopefully, this year, I get to ride with Brandon Cobb on Friday, Marshall with him. Then we'll see if you're actually a good luck charm or not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, everybody I've ever been with has caught fish. Yeah. Including in 15, or, yeah, 15, it was really cold, right? Wasn't that the Clips yeah. Classic? Yeah, 14. Yeah, see, Skeet caught 20-something pounds when I was with him that day, so mm-hmm. if uh, I'm bad luck it hadn't showed up yet, <laughs> but it could at any moment. Um but yeah, so so stay tuned. Uh, you can catch everything on Bass Live. Yep. Uh, I don't know what the Fox. I wonder what the Fox schedule is going to be with Bass Live. Good but it'll, yeah, we might have to look that up and and get that to you in the last segment. And when you can tune in, and but it, it they are on Fox Sports, I believe, for the classic. And then the next two segments, we're going to get some special behind the scenes yes. look and. Pre look at the classic from two anglers. Yeah, so that's coming up. So y'all one, better one, stay tuned. One Brandon Cobb and Patrick Walters, Walters, except Patrick's first and Brandon's second. That's true. So y'all hang on. We'll be back <laughs> with more Woods and Water, South Carolina, after the break. Hi, I'm Dan Patrick. The Brad Paisley Bass Invitational set to get underway in Nashville. And when it comes to the host himself, you can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. We'll provide updates throughout the day here at the Sports Center. And welcome back to Woods and Water South. You don't, you don't like that? I, I, was, I was trying to figure out what oh, the heck okay. you were playing. Okay. Well, but, uh, it, it, it is... It is the week of the classic, and as we said last segment, this is classic preview show. And uh, so I thought, you know, that's appropriate. It was, it was. Good you know, thinking. Move that, move yeah. that to the Bassmaster Classic to Fort Worth, Texas, instead of the Brad Paisley Invitational in Nashville. Uh-huh. And we got it. And speaking of what we got, we we got somebody, you know, kind of a good friend of the show, and somebody that always adds to it and it's fun to talk to and we've talked to like 30 minutes before we came on the air so patrick walters welcome back to woods and water south carolina appreciate you taking time as always uh, guys i'm happy to be here roger and taylor i, I like the intro roger i thought it was pretty good thank you, you... I, was like, I, I, I was like who am i on the phone with well i went back and redid a whole bunch of buffer music so and didn't add any of my songs well i tried to it, it takes it takes wait, let me let me remember this it oh takes three hundred and forty different segments of music to produce this radio show every year. Uh-huh. 
So I've gone through, I've done about 170-something, and I told you, if you get with me, we can get some of your music in here. I tried, and he said, I don't want to do it right now. Yeah, we'll do it. I promise. (laughs) He did it together, and he was like, okay, we'll we'll make them. And then, like, right right when you left, he was like, he's like, no, I'm not feeling it. (laughs) Not feeling it. Well, you got to catch me in the right mood for country music. Uh, but man, yeah, it is. You are on the road to the classic, uh, catching up with you as you drive in, and I'm sure you had a lot of time to think about this. It, second classic, so you know, kind of, kind of got used to what's going on. But man, are you, are you still a little nervous? Or are you, are you just excited about being there? I'm, I'm really, I'm just excited about being here. I, we kind of got the bugs a little bit worked out on that from that first one. Uh, mainly because you don't know how to plan for it because yeah. it's three days of practice, which are a whole week in advance to when the tournament starts. Right. So learning to not be in a rush is the biggest thing because I, I don't have the best per se, but uh, if you learn just to, hey, enjoy the week, take it all in, just go fishing and see what happens. That's kind of the take we're going. We're going to go fish with our confidence baits, go have fun. And uh, go see if we can lean on some fish and not get too carried away. It's uh, it's fishing. If you're not having fun, you're not going to be doing good. Can't fish mad, Taylor. All right, we're not going to get to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. Don't don't encourage him, please. Um, speaking of fun, uh, second classic. Based off your first classic, what would be your favorite part of Classic Week? That's a good question. I would. Just kind of the amount of energy behind it, I would say, is one of my favorite things. Because I feel like it's the most watched tournament in the sport of bass fishing. Mm-hmm. And to know that everybody's, it's all eyes are on 54 anglers. And to know that you're one of the 54, it's like, hey, you better go catch them. And uh, there's, there is a prize for second place, but nobody remembers second place. So <laughs> we're, going, we're going Ricky Bobby on them. On this we're Ricky Bobby on them. <laughs> You're right. Uh, you know, it's 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 like Brandon said. You know, it's not. This is this is a one-off tournament. This is not going to ruin your year if you do bad. Uh, it's not going to make your year if you do good. But man, to be there and and just to be able to fish free, which is essentially what you're saying. You're going to pick up your conference bait. And you're going to go fishing. Speaking of which, absolutely. In, in practice, I mean, do you already have some something you're gonna you think is going to work and you're going to go try it in practice? I do. I, I have some ideas. You know, I really wanted to catch them offshore was my plan. You know, in June, in Texas, um, that's just the seasonal progression where those fish would be at. But with it's rained 19 days, the last 19 days here in Texas, the lake is over three feet high. Um, everywhere we've been to, the lakes have been delayed. They've been oh, a month yeah. behind, a couple of weeks behind. So I think I'm going to throw everything out of the window. And just go fishing again because the lake's three feet high. I think they're going to be up in the dirt. They're going to be in the bushes. I think we're going to catch them flipping. Um, I think it's going to be a lot shallower bite than what I anticipated a couple of weeks ago. But, hey, I like catching them shallow, and uh, I just like catching them however they're willing to bite. So we'll see. He might have just answered your question, Taylor, but you can go and ask hey. him anyway. <laughs> um, what stage do you think Ray Roberts is going to be in this week? If it's running late. Uh, I- they're post. I think they're they're still they're postponed. I think okay. majority of them. I'm going to say 90 percent, at least 90, maybe 95 percent, have finished spawning. 
There might be a couple still that might try to pull up there some singles. Um, but I think they're postponed. They wanted to work their way out, but I think they're being held up with this, the high water. And so I think they're going to be around brim beds. I think there's going to be a good shallow shad spawn. Uh, but I think it's just going to kind of be a lingering phase where they want to head out deep to get in those summer patterns, but they're not there yet. So I think it's really going to be a shallow postponed kind of bite. Have you ever been on Red Rocks before? Never been here. Never. I'm excited about it. So, I like seeing new places. Well, I was just, I was just I want to keep it interesting. I, I, I've known you long enough, and I've talked to you enough times to know that you like places that are new because you you go in with no preconceived notions as to the, your past history there. Absolutely, and because uh, see, as of when they rescheduled the tournament, I, everything in my mind would have been okay. Offshore, postponed. All I would have done was come out here and out of graft for a week, you know, looking for offshore structure, looking right. for where they were going, and that's basically completely thrown out the window already. Since and so I would have wasted all that practice just to. When you come out here now and the lake's three feet high, they're probably going to be slammed in the dirt, and it's hard to plan for that because nobody can predict. Yeah. That we would have had this much rain. Yeah. So that's why it's. I, I would have hate to found fish a couple months ago. And been like, okay, this is what I got to do. I'm going to catch them doing that. Well, now it's like, hey, I don't know where they're at. I'm just going to find them wherever they're at in that current stage. Right. All the family going to be out there? Uh, Majority of them. Okay. Uh, Emily's coming. She's flying out on Monday. Mom and Dad are flying out on Wednesday. Um, I think my sister and her husband are coming at some point. So uh, we'll definitely have a good crew. My grandma's not going to make it this time. Okay. But... uh, we got a we got a pretty big crew, uh, hopefully. Uh, all right, so that's 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 the classic preview from Patrick Walters. Got that? Everybody, everybody, listen up. Got that? <laughs> Let's talk about something else here. Let's talk about two Texas tournaments where you've gone over the century mark, Patrick. Hey, tell you the truth, it's pretty spectacular. <laughs> it's hard to realize. It's hard to realize that it's like thinking back. It's like, you're like there's no way I'll ever be able to catch 100 pounds. Like that's 25 pounds a day. Like there's no way that's achievable. And it just when it happens, it just so randomly happens. You're not even. It's like you're not even in control. Um, and for the second time, honestly, it was way more surprising than the first time. First time I was like, man, I'm on a good bite. Right. I, you know, I think I could maybe get there. Um, but the third. Time just last time at Fort was yeah. practice catch the fish how I wanted to catch them. Um, there was a bunch of fish on bed, and that's kind of what I was just going to do was bed fish. But I was getting one big bite a morning on like a glide bait on shallow points. Right, and that was all I got in practice. I got two of them in practice. I said, well, I'm just going to start at doing that and just go from there. And one bite truly led to catching 100 pounds. That sounds so crazy. <laughs> But all I could do was get one bite in practice. And that's what, I, once in the first day of the tournament, I threw a glide bit out there and caught a seven-pounder, and I was like, oh, my God, you know, this is awesome. You know, <laughs> hey, we got a bonus fish. I said, well, let me pick up that jerk bait, just double-check it. And I'd be back out there and caught another seven. I said, we're doing this the whole tournament. Like, we're set. in stone. Yeah, it was. And that's how crazy it is. It's just you got to run with those little stuff. I was going to bed fish the whole time, but you got to fish by the seat of your pants and really tell you what the fish are doing. Okay. And then we just followed that pattern, and every single day it just we completely changed fish, new water, just kind of followed the fish, and it progressed into 
what it come into. I could have promised you after practice if you said I was going to break 100 pounds, I would have I would have been willing to bet fifty thousand dollars on it. I like my shot. <laughs> Wow! I'm telling you, it was, it was not on them. It was, but that's Lake Fork. That's yeah. Texas. They yeah. just yeah. you never know what can happen. Hey, help me out here, a second, because I had never thrown one. Uh, Taylor and I went up to Cassie the other day and and messed around a little bit, and everybody said, "Oh God, if you're going to Cassie, you need to throw glide baits." So I went out and found a couple of glide baits, and uh, I, I don't understand what kind of maniac decided to make seven and a half kind of inch thing. glide bait. It's as big around Good as your you know. God. How how do you fish a glide bait? Patience, which I don't have much of. <laughs> and I have less than you do. <laughs> and, um, it's such a different bike. Um, I feel like it's, you're more target oriented sometimes. There's like, we can break glide baits down. Oh man, that's a whole, that's a big uh, rabbit hole. But okay. it's something completely different. I mean, you get different shapes, different sizes for the profile bait you're matching. You can get cover glides that are for structure. You can get open water glides for like you know really trying to pull them uh, out of cover. So he's and, lost uh, me. I know it. It's pretty cool though because when they bite it, I promise you, it feels like he's trying to rip it out of your hands. Lord. Like it's like he is mad at it. It feels like you just got hit by Ray Rice. I mean, it's it, it's coming. See, this is my problem. I have less patience than you do. So if I pick up something and throw it three or four times and don't get a bite. Uh, it's going in the box. I'm yeah. getting something else out mm-hmm. <laughs> until I find something that I catch one. You know, and then I. Oh gosh! All right, so <laughs> we'll have to get Patrick back on and talk about glide baits. Sounds yes, like he knows what do. he's talking about. So we, we got him, and we got to use him. At some yeah, point. that's right. So all right, you got about a minute left. Hey, I'm just going down that little. You there? You back? Yep, I got. Oh, you okay, now. okay. All right, well, that East Texas service is pretty good. Oh yeah. All right, so now you got about thirty seconds, Taylor. Last question. Really quick, what should people be throwing on Santee right now? Woo, the, the stick bait is still good, but the top water bite is really picking up. Whether it's a top water walking bait like a spook or yeah, uh, a pop bar or a frog up shallow around brim beds and stuff, um, I think the top water bite is going to be the really hot bite that's about to really kick off real good. I know they've been catching them on it. Top water, Daddy. We going. We, no. We're <laughs> no. going. We're going to Texas. We ain't got time to go to Santee right now. Uh, Look, man. You always got time for a quick Santee trip. Oh, yeah. Yeah, quick Santee <laughs> trip from Greer, South Carolina. All right. Uh, man, as, as always, thanks for coming on. Be careful the rest of your drive in. We will see you out there media day on Thursday. And uh, good luck at the Classic. Y'all hang on. We'll be back with more Woods and Water South Carolina on the other side of the break. Co-host is fixed to get slapped. <laughs> get your hands off the buttons. It's a good song. I want to touch the buttons. No, get off the buttons. Touch the buttons. You're interrupting the buffer music. Hush. <laughs> oh, gosh. 
right, welcome back into the uh, second segment of Woods and Water, South Carolina, and it's uh, it, it again, it's classic preview 2021, and uh, I want to welcome in uh, a regular to the show, and that's uh, Brandon Cobb. Uh, man, on the road to the classic. Appreciate you taking a few minutes, and uh, I, you know, hey, it's classic week. That's right. Classic. On, on the way. I feel like I've been traveling for three days, but I'm on the way. <laughs> That's a good thing. That's a good thing. You're on the way, and, you, and you're getting you're closer than you were, right? That's right. And then Louisiana. So hopefully our service will hold up. But I, I think I have pretty good service on 20 in Louisiana. So. Should be. Taylor, get us started off. Okay, so I'm gonna. What do we want to know? I'm gonna rack your brain a little bit on this. Um, so it's your second classic, is that right? Uh, yes, second classic. So. You know, you got first, you got past the first one, so I'm sure first time nerves are a little, they're they're a little faded. But are you still nervous for this one, or are you more excited? Um, I don't. I mean, sort of really, to me, these tournaments are less stressful than. Well, the media and stuff is. I want to say it's stressful. It makes it hard to think about fishing just because you have so much stuff to do. Right. But I don't really like between the cups and the classics. I actually think they're less stressful than a regular season tournament. Because, it, I mean, I'm not going to say it doesn't matter if you do that, but it's going to ruin your whole season if you do do that. Yeah. It, it's kind of. It's like a regular season. You're trying to make the classic. Yeah. Versus the whole year, like, during the regular season, like, yeah, if you do bad in one one tournament, then you're, I mean, you're, you probably aren't going to make the classic again. And right. so this one, you kind of can just go try to win it. It's more of a fun tournament. Yes, the the carrot at the end of the tournament is a is a real big incentive. Yeah. But if you if you finish last, you finish last. You just gotta go try to fish to win, and it doesn't really matter. I just thought of it. It's like the baseball all star game. Those guys are having fun. I mean, it, you know, it doesn't apply to the regular season or anything. They get paid for being there, and they're just there to have fun. For a lot of them. Yeah, and that's, that's what this is. Like, it's yeah. different. It, it feels different. Like it's yeah. That, that's why, like, everybody always says, like, the bench stage and stuff is so much more stressful. I don't get that. I mean, I think it's less <laughs> stressful because it it doesn't have – how are you doing this tournament just based on this tournament? That's right. It doesn't yep. have long-term effects. Absolutely right. Cool. I know you've been on Roberts because I was out there with you in 2015. Have you been on it since? I mean, did you stop in any time <laughs> you were down there or you just – just haven't even been on the water since then. No, I have not been since. I was actually talking to Shane LeHue on the phone while I was driving here, and he was asking me about it. I'm like, Shane, I don't even for like where I fish. I don't, I don't get from point A to B. I don't remember what. I don't know. It was like seven years ago. Which oh I yeah. I guess I should remember, but I, I don't remember much at all of it. I, I just remember it had a bunch of bushes and a bunch of trees. Yep. And I know this time the water was really high when I was there in. 15 or 16, whatever that was, 15, the water yeah. was really high, and I kind of thought that was abnormal, but now looking at the water this time, it's high again. Oh, really? So maybe it, it just happens to be high a lot this time of year. I think it's, as of last week, it was like two, two and a half foot high, and as of this morning when I looked, it's like three and a half foot high. Oh. So, so it's kind of, it, maybe it's just a high water place this time of year. I'm not real sure. Last time we were there a lot earlier in the year, and yeah. most of the fish were caught shallow. Yeah. And I kind of thought that was just that due to high water and early in the year. So it'll be interesting to see this time. Is it 
are the it's the time of year where the fish should be going out deep, but the water's high, so that should keep some down. So it's gonna be kind of interesting, really. So with that being said, what stage are you kind of thinking the fish are gonna be in? Well, I think they'll be at this point in the year. The shad spawn's pretty much done. It's got too late in the year. The bass spawn's completely done. I mean, there may be a random one on bed here and there, one garden fry. But it's pretty much everything's finished as far as, like, spawns go. The only thing that could still be happening to keep a lot of fish shallow feeding-wise is there might be mayflies hatching or there could be brim beds. But this time of year, you generally look at it's a post-spawn, like, 100%, like, summertime bite, which would be deep, like I said, normally. It's just, I don't know, with the high water, it'll take, it could be different. You, you never know. Some lakes, I don't know this lake any better than y'all two do, really. <laughs> so, it's, uh, it, 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 some lakes, the fish just go deep regardless. That's what they want to do. I mean, it doesn't matter what's going on. They go deep. And then some lakes, if you get conditions like this, where there is a lot of cover and things up shallow, the fish will actually want to stay shallow. So you never really know what uh, what it's going to be like. I, it, looking back at this tournament six months ago with normal water level, I was at 100% offshore schools of fish. Yeah. The whole top 10 will be fishing deep. But with high water, I don't know. It could change it up. It could be 100% shallow. I don't know. Is that, and I guess, I guess that's, you know, and you and I have talked about it a bunch. You know, practice really doesn't mean anything six months ago because it doesn't, it doesn't even come close to what's happening two days before y'all hit the water. So, are you going yeah, to? Never. I mean, when you all right. So, when you go ahead and start practicing, do you have somewhere you're going to start? Kind of an idea you're going to start with? Or are you just going out and looking at the water, uh, well, going, "I'm going to try this, try that"? Well, I'll kind of try this and try that. This one practices a little bit different than you would for a regular season. Like a regular season, I look for fish. And then when I find something that I think I can do well at, I'll go look for backup plans and backup plans just in case something doesn't work. Right. Well, this tournament, I like Forest Wood Cups and classic-type tournaments, like these championship tournaments, you don't really, I don't really worry about finding 10 different patterns. It's more, more or less I'm looking, once I think I figure out where the heaviest population of fish are, yeah. whether that's in the bushes flipping or out on roadbeds deep, whatever, once I figure out where I think you can win, I'll kind of put all my eggs in one basket for this type of tournament. Gotcha. And try to find as much. If I think it's the best pattern working, I'll try to find as many places as I can to do that rather than look for backup plans because, like I said, it's all or nothing tournament. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you win by doing something that's your strength. And I, I like offshore fishing and I like up shallow flipping. So it's kind of one of those things, whatever – Whatever I feel like my best strength and the most fish are, I'll just kind of kind of look for that the rest of the time. Cool. So go and, on. And, and I'm going to correct you. You do know a lot more about this lake than Taylor and I do because you can eliminate water just by standing on the bank looking out over it. <laughs> I look out over that water and go, where do I start? <laughs> the, the one thing as far as, like, getting an idea, though, here, like I was yeah. talking about the bushes and stuff. Right. I've never, out of all the lakes I've been to around the country, I feel like, yes, when the water is high, a lot of fish do stay shallow. But to have that huge population shallow, there's got to be something going on to eat up okay. shallow. Okay. Which that, that usually entails to some type of forage, hatch, or spawn. Yeah. Which, yeah. So if there's not a lot of brim beds or not a lot, any mayflies or anything like that, 
then it probably the fish probably still will go out. But there, there's it's the time of year where there's mayflies. I mean, back home I know it's starting. Mayflies are starting to hatch, and yeah. there's still bluegill beds and things like that. So there should still be a lot of food up there to keep them shallow. Okay. So besides the fishing part, I'm sure because I know that's on your top ten list of favorites about the classic. But besides that, I mean, what what would be your second most favorite part of the classic? I mean, would it be the fans or people you get to see yeah. or what? Tell Fam- me about that. Having family there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, this is one of the only. Ter- well, I joke with my wife because comes when I'm going to win. But <laughs> right. she always comes to the to the classics or the like the Forest Wood Cup in the past. So I like when she gets to come to a tournament with me. And you got nice accommodations here, like with the expo being right there at the hotel, right at the weigh-in center and everything. So it's pretty pretty cool to have uh, her there and get to kind of do all that with me versus, you know, I'm usually eating at a gas station <laughs> and tra- tra- traveling around by myself for like odd hours. So it's cool to have her come out here. My parents are going to come to this one too. So oh, cool. They, they, uh, they, came, they came to the previous classic up, right. up there, but they came to the Forest Wood Cups and stuff. So yep. it's, it's cool having them there for a couple tournaments a year. Cool. Uh, got about a minute or so. Um, Taylor and I want to green want to go to Greenwood. Not that we're going to get to go, but if we were going to Greenwood in the next month or so, what would we want to throw and where would we want to be? I actually just went out there one time last week, and we caught them pretty good. They're uh, the fish on Greenwood this time of year. They're just starting to get out deep on brush piles and like deep drop offs and things, and it's just getting there. And for the next month, they're when they first get out, they're pretty dumb, and then once everybody starts fishing for them, they get a little hard to catch. But they're getting out there now, and they're pretty dumb. And, and it, okay, so they're, they're okay. pretty much all offshore. All right, are you Texas rigging worms? Are you throwing jigs? Oh, um, I throw really all of the above. I, I okay. always have a big worm tied on, big crankbait, a jig, a big flutter spoon, all all big baits, pretty much big offshore. Like you look at what you would fish with in Tennessee River, like yeah. Lake Lakes, when you yeah. see all the tournaments there. Exact same stuff on Greenwood. Greenwood's probably the closest thing we have in state to a Tennessee River style lake. Cool. Well, look, it's uh, it's been great catching up to you. Look forward to seeing you out there, and uh, y'all hang on. More woods and water south on the other side. I've got a buy. Sounds like maybe you shouldn't be with any girl. You should be with a fish. I've thought about that. You know, as a final thought today, I was thinking, why can't these people just get along? I hope you're happy, Brad. And welcome back to the last segment for this week. I have to say, I like this. I like this song. This one? Yeah, what, what is this one? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I pulled trivia on you this time. Yeah, and I mean, for once, I'm like... <laughs> oh, uh, come on, oh that's, man. That's sad. <laughs> it is sad, because I, I should know this. Oh, I can't. I I don't know. I just can't. For some reason or another, that one just escapes me. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the little classic preview from uh, from Brandon and Patrick. And uh, hopefully, oh, speaking of hopefully, hopefully I can draw my gator tag this year. Hopefully. And 
the Walters clan and the Mets clan could go out and tag a lizard. And I can, like, finally say, I can be like, there's people on Swamp People. I I grew up watching that show, and I always wanted to be out there with them. It looks so much fun, the little airboat thingies. Yeah. That We're not going to be in an airboat, Taylor. I don't know. Okay. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. but you should have a, you have a th- something over there on the license, don't you? Or do I have that? Huh? Oh, I've got that. You got it. That's why I brought that up. Because we're actually going to do um, more than just running our mouths in this one. We're going to give you some information. We're going to run our mouths, And too. we do not, don't worry, we, we didn't yeah. forget, but we do not have a counter events this week. Other than uh, tune in the classic next week, yeah. I guess. But it would be brought to you by Vincent Anderson. And Green Paul Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, the alligator deadline. If you are wanting to get in for the annual alligator lottery hunt, the deadline to apply is 5 p.m. June the 15th. So you got a little bit of time yet, but don't want to let that go. It is a $10 non-refundable application fee to apply, and it's a random computerized drawing based on a preference point system. So I think I have three, which means I have pretty, or maybe I have four. So I had three last year, so I should have four now, and I should get drawn. I hope I get drawn. And um, but if you hey if you if you want. I mean, you're not going to apply and get drawn this year. Yeah. So you best go ahead and start applying, accumulate the, the points right now. I think it's about four to get drawn for sure. And uh, and we'll get down there with the Walters clan and, and go alligator hunt, go go lizard fishing. I'm going to quickly change it from teeth and scales to claws and fur and talk about dealing with black bears. Yep. It is the it time is of the year they're moving around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, spring... Bears are going to come out from their dens, and they're going to be hungry. And they're going to be anywhere from coastal plains and the Piedmont areas. Um, and so DNR decided that we're going to bring out some tips on how to deal with this. Um, if you see a black bear, it doesn't auto- automatically mean that there's a problem. They are just out and about, just looking around. Allison Rauch. Oh, yeah. Who is our hiking contributor, texted me the other day and said she saw her first black bear on a hike last week. Really? In a tree. In a tree. Up in a tree. I have a kind of scared thing. She said I spent out. the next two miles looking over my shoulder. Oh, I'm sure. Kind of like when you see a snake fall <laughs> out of a tree in front of you. <laughs> Go ahead. We're not going to get that, though. Yeah. Um, but, like I said, most bears are just passing through. Um, but if they find something they want to eat that's easy, they're going to take advantage of it. A.K.A. Um, bird feeders. Bird feeders, <laughs> which is the first tip on here. Right. So, these are some suggestions to better coexist with black bears around here. So, bird feeders and feeders in general. Um, if a bear starts getting into your bird feeders, just take them down, put them away. The bears will move on. Once they move on, you feel free to put it back up. Um, garbage. Keep it <laughs> shut or in bear-proof trash cans like you see in parks. Yes. <laughs> Do not leave them out or you will have a fun surprise when you walk out your door the next morning. And it's been strung all over your driveway or all in the back of your yard. Um, but when garbage is left open um, in a dumpster or in the back of a truck, it is basically an invitation to the bear saying, come on, free food, free junk. Buffet. What's that? Whatever's left over. Um, pet food storage. Um, store it properly if it's kept outside. Um, put it in an airtight storage container and don't leave the leftover food out um, in the open. Clean grills. Keep the charcoal and gas grills covered and clean to keep the odors from attracting bears. Uh, beehives. 
If you're going to have beehives in bear territory, protect your investment with electric bear-proof fence. I never, I didn't even think of that. People yeah. have beehives in their yards. That's kind of, um, Don't feed them. Please don't feed them. I know they look cute and cuddly, especially cubs, but you feed them once, they'll be back. Um, that's just an accident waiting to happen. Um, keep wildlife wild. And that, we talk about that with when you see fawns this time of year. Don't bring them inside. Don't. They are wild animals, and they have their place in the outdoors. Let them stay there. Um, don't approach a bear for any reason, especially for a pitcher. My gosh. Yeah, don't, oh, don't, gosh. don't go get a selfie with a bear. What was it, that woman in Yellowstone a while back with a, was it, what was it with? Something, it went over and tried to trample her or something? Probably a buffalo. That's what it was. It yeah. was a buffalo. And I was like, oh, my word. And the word. buffalo got his piece of skin. Mm-hmm. Um, they look cute, but they can defend themselves. <laughs> and will defend themselves. <laughs> they will. Um, if you're camping in bear ter- territory, which is going to probably be your most likely spot where you're going to see them, um, keep a clean camp at all times. Keep tents and sleeping bags free of food. Um, hang all food, trash, and other odorous items well away from the camp at least 10 feet above ground and 4 feet from any vertical surface. Um, store in a bear-proof container. Uh, treat livestock feed the same as human food. Um, just remember that they are wild animals and should be respected. Uh, they're usually shy and not aggressive, but people that get a little too close, get too close to their cubs, that's taking yeah. your life in your own hands. I told you I needed to get you the, the airtime for Bass Live. Actually, Fox. Oh, yes. Fox is going to cover the Classic on the 12th, which is Saturday, starting at 8 o'clock mm-hmm. from Lake Ray Robertson, north of Denton, Texas. And then again on the 13th, which is Sunday at 8 o'clock, live again from Ray Roberts. We may, we may pop up there. We may pop up there. You never know. Those drones are everywhere. Oh, uh, yeah. Word. Plus the regular TV cameras. Um. Planning. A lot of people are planning right now. I mean, if you're putting in a dove field, you're about prime time to get the brown top in the ground. They give it 75 days to mature, which means it gets brown about the time August uh, 20-something rolls around. And when is opening day of dove season this year? Ooh, i got to look that up. September? Kind of important. September the 4th. Hey. Yeah, it's the first Saturday in September this year. One so, of my favorite times of year. Yeah, so you know, there's four, Busting eight through some boxes of shells. Yeah, you know, you got you got a couple of weeks to get your dove field. It, you know, your sunflower, you're out of luck. But if you're just planting mm-hmm. brown top, seventy five days, you're good. And, and then coming up for the fall, when you're planting your winter oats or whatever, uh, check your local soil and water conservation district. I, we did this last year, and I didn't say anything about it because I want to test it out, but we actually rented a no-till drill from the Chester Soil and Water Conservation District. They have two of them. They have a 7-foot and a 10-foot. There's a little bit of setup. There's a little bit of maintenance you need to do on them, and all that is provided for you, everything they expect, and there's an op- operator's manual to use. Um, you can't use it on recently cleared ground. It's not a food plot machine now. You're not going to go in your pine trees and do half acre food plots with it it is mostly for field crops where you're you know you'd normally plow up two or three acres and plant oats or wheat or 10 acres or whatever 
Uh, this is to kind of offset a little bit of the old deep disking you used to do. You can use a grain drill. So I'm, I've got one reserved and going to put some brown top in the millet, millet in the ground this weekend. So it's pretty cool. It's interesting to use one. You have to have a tractor with hydraulics. So, and it's $10 an acre, $50 minimum. So it's, you know, if you plant three acres, you're going to pay $50. You plant 10 acres, you can pay $100. But, uh, I'm always amazed now as opposed to when I used to plant a lot, how little seed I used using right equipment. I bought 150 pounds of soybeans. I used like 75 pounds. Mm-hmm. Bought 50 pounds of corn, used 30 pounds. I got 150 more pounds of seed to go in the ground. I don't know how much I'll be able to use, but anyway, that's good. So if you're getting ready to plant, uh, that's an option for you. If you don't want a deep disc and all that, you can no-till. Just contact your local soil and conserv- water conservation district. I'm sorry. And there's a guy down in Great Court or whatever that, that does rent no-tills. Yeah. What's the matter with Sophie? <laughs> She's dreaming. She's dreaming and jerking. And so if you hear any, if you hear yeah, any, like, so. little, like, whimpers, that's her. Um, what you got? We're going to be talking about the beach. It's prime beach season right now. And if you're crazy, you, you wait till July. But now is for the um, people that don't like all the people and all the heat. You... This could be valuable to you if you are headed to Myrtle Beach. Um, the city council has passed some new beach rules um, addressing tents for children, hole digging, and surf fishing. Oh, boy, the surf fishing thing is going to get me. Anyway. Um, Hurry up. Under the new rules, it is now illegal to dig a hole deeper than two feet on the beach. Um, they can't, and even if they are two feet, they cannot be left unfilled and make sure all the shovels that were used are picked up and handled right. Um, you can only use plastic shovels, too, yeah, I think. Yeah, you can only, metal okay. shovels aren't allowed. Um, they also updated guidance for children's tents, increasing the allowed size for shading. Um, maximum size is now four feet wide, three feet deep, and three feet high. Um, they also said canopies and tents, any larger, are banned from Memorial Day through Labor Day. Um, umbrellas only is a new policy for the public beach. Get to the surf, fishing one. <laughs> surf fishing policies were also updated, giving swimmers priority and the right of way for those who want to fish from the beach. That's going to be interesting because that could be, that'll end up in court. Oh, it will. I'm, I'm going to bet that that's going to end up in court because you can't restrict the rights of fishermen mm-hmm. pursuing a sport. That's in the South Carolina Constitution now. It'll be interesting to see. All right. Uh, just a, a word to all you striper fishermen down Lake Murray. As of June the 1st and through September 30th, it is unlawful to take, attempt to take, or possess more than five. In other words, it's the old five and out. Mm-hmm. Once you catch five stripers, doesn't matter how long they are, you are done. And they've got a lot more stuff that we never get to. Of course. Back glass slam. Boat carefully report sightings of manatees. Statewide deer harvest survey is out. Harvest was up, so we'll get to that later on. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being here. Hope you have a great weekend, week, and we'll be with you from the classic in the week. So, as always, make time to get out there. Hit the back roads as you can. Oh, yeah, the lilies are blooming over Lansford Canal. Don't forget the camera. See you next week. <laughs>